You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Utes, and for the first time in 2021, we get to do a game preview. Utah Weber State, and we are getting you ready for it with our game day primer, I guess was what we'll call it. Brian, what are we going to cover ahead on today's show? Jake, it feels like something important is happening this week. Maybe we should talk about that. Uh, any ideas? Well, we can talk about what we expect from Utah and the latest intel with regards to what Kyle Whittingham is saying on their offensive lines. We'll dig into that. We'll also give you a little bit of a look of what to expect from Weber State, one of the better FCS programs you will find. And, of course, Brian and I will give us our, give our fearless predictions to wrap things up. That sound like a plan to you? I, You know what? I'm just here so I don't get fined, so... All right. Thank you, Marshawn. But in the meantime, I want to remind you guys that the NFL season is, is be about to begin and nobody's covering it like the Locked On Podcast Network. Now through September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team in every division. With the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason LaConfora, follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Without further ado, though, let's get you ready for Utah and Weber State. This is the Locked on Utes podcast new month September 1st 2021 once again welcome into the locked on Utes Podcast. I'm Jay Catch. Across from me digitally is my friend Brian Brown, my fellow co-host. Brown Bear, how are you, sir? I cannot wait for football, Jake. I am so excited. I am blowing things up here. I'm in my office. Like I'm, I might as well just sleep here. That's how excited I am. I can't even go out on the street and walk around because I might just vibrate into oblivion. You're going to be like a football coach, sleeping in your office and all that stuff. You got a cot over there? It's a season, man. Who needs a cot? I got like blankets here. I got jerseys. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're going to have some fun ahead on today's show, but a quick reminder for all of you who may be tuning in for the very first time, we are your only daily podcast focused on all things Utah Utes. Make sure you hit that follow button wherever you guys are listening in from. We are free and available on all platforms. We're not exclusive anywhere. So make sure you join us every single day as we keep you guys up to speed on everything involving the University of Utah. All right, Brian, this is really fun to see. Say, but we are going to preview a football game. How does that Jay, sound? I almost feel like I've forgotten what to do. Like, how, <laughs> how does this go? Like, what do we talk about? Is there an opponent? Like, we did this a little bit with basketball. That helped. We've never previewed a football game on Locked on Utes. That is crazy to say. So the funny thing about this is, is we do, on average, I'd say... 200 episodes a year or so of this podcast, and probably more than that, honestly. But in all honesty, we spend nine months of the year getting ready for three months of the year, if that makes sense. Because football season, and college football in particular, is so abbreviated as compared to other sports. It's absolutely nuts how much attention we pay to such a small time period. It, it is, but also it's it's the most wonderful time of the year, so I understand why we pay so much attention 
And, you know, I think this year was a little bit unique because normally we have spring practices to attend and talk about, and that kind of takes up some time. Not this year. It's, it's, this, this is the first time that football will really be back in the way that we remember it, the way that we've, we've, you know, wanted it to be mm-hmm. in, in over a year now. So it's, it's great. I'm excited. I, I'm hoping that I'll be there at the stadium on Thursday. Uh, fingers crossed that that works out. Right. And, and hope <laughs> at this point, I'm just hoping that everything works out for a game to actually happen. You and me both. Obviously, we have dealt with COVID for well over nearly two years at this point, it seems like. And this most recent surge with a Delta variant has had me all kinds of concern that something's going to affect game day, obviously. But it sounds like all systems go at this juncture, and that's the good news. But let's talk on a more positive note just about the fact that Utah is getting ready for a football game. And Brian, I guess... My first question to you, and I'll probably address it at some point as well, is what is uh, your biggest, I guess, watch or what you're looking for most in this upcoming contest against Weber State? Uh, I, I think the biggest thing is who starts on the offensive line. And Kyle Whittingham reiterated, you know, he, it's been a consistent message this week how concerned he is they're going to have three to four guys out. I don't know what the strategy is behind that. If he's concerned about Utah's offensive line, if he's trying to send a message that guys need to get healthy and get out there and play, uh, if it's you know if he's trying to game the Wildcats, yeah. I, I don't know why you would do that, um, especially being that he's so close to uh, Jay Hill, anyways. Um, but it does it, it's very concerning, I think, and, and maybe this is his his a uh, preview to. Hey, listen, there's all this hype going on. We still have work to do. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And building off that a little bit is obviously the offensive line is the backbone of offensive success. you got to have a unit that can protect the quarterback to allow him to make the throws he needs to make. you got to be able to have them open holes for the running backs. If they do not have their first string offensive line intact, Brian, and maybe they are missing as many as four starters, is that going to taint uh, what Utah might be able to do on offense in this game to a large degree, or do you feel like they'll still be able to perform? I, I don't think it taints what they can do on offense to a large degree. What I think it does taint is is your schedule for the rest of the season and getting live reps, live game reps with your starting five. I think that's the biggest concern is, is that you want to get those guys out there and working together in an actual game situation. Scrimmages are nice, but it's not the same. You want the crowd there. You want them working snap counts together. You want them playing against a live defense that's throwing everything they have at them. This is a really critical game in that respect because you are outmanning the, the Wildcats at every position. There's no doubt about it, right? Yeah. Uh, as much as I love Josh Davis and as much as we've talked him up, He's not as good as Tavion Thomas or, or Chris Curry or TJ Pledger or Should, Mackay Bernard. Shouldn't be. Let's be let's be clear about that. Fair, right? Or you know, if we're evaluating based on like if we gave each player a Madden ranking, he's not ranking higher than any of them. Now, yeah. like you said, they've got to come out and they've got to execute. They've got to do their jobs. I am concerned about how a piece together unit does initially because Weber State's going to blitz. They're going to throw the kitchen sink at them, so to speak. You're going to see a lot of upfield push. They're going to try and get uh, disruption in the backfield. You're using a new quarterback and new running back, so you want to say, make sure that QBRB exchanges there. All that stuff depends on timing. If that timing gets disrupted, if Weber gets some uh, early turnovers, that could be really bad in terms of the mindset for the players. Right? I don't think that Utah loses this game. I just think they're better, um, and I don't know that that should necessarily be a concern. 
But at the same time, there's a lot of new parts to this offense still that really need to get rolling and need to get a rhythm early. But yeah. that being said, you've got a four-year starter at quarterback. He should be able you know. to do the job, speaking yeah. of Charlie Brewer. Like that that's the thing about it is he, he should be able to step in no matter what's going on, be able to go out and win this football game. Man, I just there's part of me. I actually really like what you said there. Is the the fact that you have a starting offensive line that you you were hoping to have a, a collection of five guys who were going to be your starting unit and did not have them on the field together at least in the first game. There is some concern, obviously, that it affects the team going in, obviously, to rivalry week next week against the team down south, and then obviously on into Pac-12 play. However long these guys are out, that's obviously going to be a storyline. But I'm with you. You should be able to beat Weber State even with a second string or a mismatch of first string and second string offensive linemen. Uh, real quickly, though, Brian, on the defensive side of the football, is there anything necessarily we need to see proven out there? I really don't feel like there needs to be anything other than just go out there, shut Weber State down, and win the game. You want to see execution on both sides of the ball. And, and, and defensively, I think what that really means is you want to see coverages tight. You want to see uh, a lack of over-the-top plays. You don't want to see a lot of explosive plays. You want to see the run game really well contained. You want to see guys maintaining their gaps. You want to see Van Fillinger really forcing and setting the edge against these guys and making sure that all the action gets pushed inside so that Nephi Sewell and Devin Lloyd make those tackles, right? Yeah. You want to see some good push from your ends. You don't want to see Bronson Barron have any time whatsoever, and you probably don't even want him to blitz that much, right? Sure, yeah. You just keep it vanilla. Keep it vanilla. Yep. Don't, don't, don't give away everything that you've got in your repertoire right there in that first game. There's no reason to do that. So looking forward to that. Uh, Brian, let's flip over and talk a little bit more in depth about what to expect from Weber State here in just a minute. I think there are some players that Utah fans will want to be aware of if they are not aware of them already. We'll dig into all of that here in just a moment. First, though, let's take a minute and talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Brian, did you know that Bet Online has two unique contests going on right now, including the world's, uh, sorry, the online world's biggest half million dollar NFL Mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. We're talking the biggest in the world. You might as well get in and give it a shot. Yeah, and those survivor contests, that's a crapshoot, right? Yeah. It's basically you pick a team every week, and if your team survives, you go on to the next week. There's as much chance. I don't know that there's specific odds or a way to gain the system necessarily with that one. So that's one that really has me intrigued. I think I might be jumping in on that one and get my 200K, Jake. We're going to upgrade the Locked On Studio. We're going to throw out prizes when we win. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have like a suite to give away at that point if we we got 200 grand in the bank. We'll buy somebody a car. (laughs) There we go. Not a nice car, but like a 1981 Toyota Corolla. Here you go. Locked On Red. It's wheels. We'll get you around. That's that's what we can promise. But nonetheless, guys, head to the website now. It's betonline.com. AG or use your mobile device to send it today and make sure you also take advantage of the 100% welcome bonus. You heard that right. 100% of whatever you deposit added to your account is free money to bet with. All you got to do is use the promo code locked on when you get over there. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, no matter what it might be. So take advantage of all of their offers now. That's bet online, your online sports book experts. Brian, let's take a look at at, well, I guess, what are we calling this? Know the foe? Is that what we're going to call this? I don't know. From some quippy term to really just dig into what Utah is facing in terms of their opponents. Let's talk about the Weber State Wildcats. 
It's a brown bear beat down. Brown Ooh. bear beat down. Okay. There we go. There we go. Brown We're bear done. beat down. I like that. All right. So let's start off with this. I think the best player on Weber State squad is a name that you already mentioned. We mentioned him earlier in the week. It's Josh Davis. He's absolutely stellar. He's a three-time All-American, the former FCS Freshman of the Year, a prep standout at Alta High School. Am I wrong in saying he is the best player on the Wildcats roster? Not at all. Not at all. Uh, you know, there may be some others out there that people would want to argue. You know, I know senior safety Preston Smith is a really talented, uh, I should say, a very dedicated player, son of a coach, a guy that they've really loved for his tenure up there up there at Weber State, but it's Josh Davis. That's where that list ends and, and begins. And, you know, there's also the argument of uh, <clears throat> Rashid Shahid, who is an All-American as a punt and kick returner, but mm-hmm. he uh, really it's just Josh Davis. Yeah, well, so, uh, let me explain. Oh, sorry, so he's, excuse me. He's only a two-time All-American, folks. My apologies. He is fourth. <laughs> what, what a slacker. I know. He's fourth in school history with 2,884 career rushing yards. He's eighth all-time with 3,711 all-purpose yards. He led the Big Sky during their spring season with 77.2 rushing yards per game. He totaled 386 yards and a touchdown on 66 carries over those five games. And, folks... He is going to be the guy to keep an eye on. If he has success running the ball against Utah, well, it's going to give Weber State a better chance than they would have had otherwise. Yeah, and, and you've got to keep an eye on Josh Davis because he is lightning fast. He has incredible twitch, meaning that he can get loose. He can put a move on guys. He can break tackles. Uh, 5'9", 195, so he's he's a shorter back, but he's still pretty stocky for that size, and that speed is very deceptive, a.k.a. he's a white guy. Uh, <laughs> well, what that means is that, like, you've got to tackle him. You've got to wrap up. You've got to break down. You've got to be on your fundamentals. Utah cannot allow him to break depth. You know, he cannot get into the second level mm-hmm. because that's really where he, he eats. Yeah, his backfield running mate is a freshman, Bronson Barron, another prep standout from the Utah Prep Ranks, formerly of American Fork High School, uh, returned from a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He passed for 1,071 yards and seven touchdowns this past spring after taking over the starting job. Uh, Barron has got a decent arm. I'm not going to say he's got an arm that rivals anything that I think that Charlie Brewer can do, but he is a guy who is capable of making the throws required of him. But I am of the opinion, Brian, that I think he's not going to have very much time to throw, considering we are thinking about guys like Mika Tafua, Van Fillinger, Xavier Carlton, Miki Sugataranga. Did I say that correctly? Sugataranga. Good job, man. Sugataranga. They're all going to be coming after him and trying to take his head off, so he's not going to have very much time at least in my opinion about this contest, but he is a guy who is more than capable of throwing the ball down the field to guys like Rashid Shahid. You know, Weber's got some good dudes up front. I think Ben Bowes at the center position is a, if I'm not mistaken, he's a four-year starter, comes from Wasatch High School. He's a really good player, but at the same time, he's not quite good enough to handle the Huati Pututas and the Viani Mawalas of Utah's defense. Same with Noah Atangi, who is a, a Washington terrorist guy, uh, at the left tackle position, 6'4", 325. And you know that Coach Brent Myers is going to have those guys coached up and ready to go. At the same time, they're going up against three- and four-star guys on the defensive line for the University of Utah. And and not that star rankings are everything, but we've seen Mika Tofua and, and seen what he's been able to do against Pac-12 quality starters. So it's going to be a difficult task for them. You know, Ty Whitworth is an All-American for them at right guard. They're just going to have their hands full, though. Yeah, they are. The, the Utah's defensive line should make 
life miserable, plain and simple, for Weber State. It's just that's the way I envision this going. Flipping over to the defense for a moment here with regards to Weber State. Uh, you already mentioned Preston Smith, one of their standout defensive backs at the safety position. The guy that I'm very intrigued to see, he's coming off a really, really good spring season, is Connor Mortensen, a former walk-on with the Wildcats, has turned himself into an All-American player and maybe a fringe NFL guy, according to some people I've seen out there. He's a very good linebacker, but you're going to have to make sure that you know where he is accounting. You get to count for him if you're Utah's offensive line and running backs because he's more than capable of stripping a ball, picking something off. He's just a very good all-around linebacker. Yeah, he's a good fit with his running mate, Sherwin Lavaca from yeah. Kearns. Uh, and Lavaca is is the Mike backer there. He's going to be the guy that's manning the middle. And then Mortensen's job is to create chaos, and, and he does a great job with it. You know, And, and that's the guy that, like you said, you're going to have to keep an eye on. You're going to have to make sure that your protections are solid, that whatever you're scheming towards, whether you're going to slide protect to his side or if you're assigning a running back, however you're going to set that up, you've got to make sure that somebody is taking care of their assignment because he's going to create havoc otherwise. Uh, you know, and, and we've talked about Preston Smith. He, he's a, a guy that they absolutely absolutely love up there. He's a team captain. But also there's Sione Lapuahu, uh, the defensive tackle, and, and he's a load at 6'2", 290. That's a big dude in the middle, and you're not usually used to seeing guys that big at places like Weber State. Yeah. It's, you know, they've got some guys on this defensive front. Yeah, and that's the thing about this. This Weber State team, and let's be clear about this, this is not your typical FCS program. Jay Hill has built as close to, a, I guess what you'd say, an FBS-level program at the FCS ranks. He recruits big bodies, good athletes, and then he kind of tailors his system and him and his assistant coaches to work around these guys. I really like what they have done with this team because you mentioned, Brian, They've got legit size. This is not a team that they're listing guys at 6'1", 290. No, they're all a 6'1", and they are 290 pounds. Yeah, and that's what Jay has sold this program on is that they're going to be upfront about how big their guys are. They're, they're going to show on tape how good they are, and they're going to put guys in the NFL, and they've done that. Taron Johnson has done a great job for the Bills for a few years now. They've had a few other guys get some uh, some cups of cups of coffee as we like to say or maybe it's cups of coke zero for our for our fan base here uh you know andrew Vollert, the tight end has bounced around a little bit um oh why did i just blank there's the, the left tackle um anyways no that guys that, yes mm-hmm. uh, yeah so they've had guys that have, have done a good job that, for them and, and, and moved on to the next level and, and so you have to take this team seriously. They do a lot of recruiting in California. They do a lot of recruiting of uh, the Prop 48 type players, guys who are non-qualifiers for the D1s that can come qualify at the FCS level. So it, it's a team you have to take seriously. Yeah, this is, this is going to be an interesting game, but I think you and I are both of the opinion that Utah should be able to handle everything that Jay Hill and his crew are going to throw at the Utes. Is there anybody else from Weber State that Utah fans will probably want to take, be aware of, Brian, before we move on and talk about our predictions for this game? I mean, they better be aware of the fact that former Utah guard Big Bob Conley is now the running backs coach at Weber State. Fair. How about that? Yeah. Well, the connections between these two programs are pretty pretty tight. Jay Hill obviously spending over a decade up there on Kyle Whittingham's staff. By the way, just this past week, Gary Anderson is going to be a special assistant and advisor for Weber State's coaching staff helping with the defensive game plan. You don't think that dude's got a little insight on what Kyle Whittingham wants to do? 
Yeah, and and look, they know Kyle. They know what he wants to do. The question comes is is how much can you execute? You know, how much can you get a guy like Rashid Shahid involved, where he's a really explosive player against a Utah team that is so dedicated to things like special teams. So maybe expect some wild cards from Jay Hill to roll out some crazy plays. You know, uh, try and try and gamble on some trick stuff. You know, or some lasso specials. Whatever it is, they're going to try and throw it out there at Weber State and and try and get a jump on Utah because they have to. Yeah, this will be interesting. But, Brian, let's give our bold predictions. We'll give our, our score predictions. We'll also, I guess, what we'll say, something that we expect to happen in this game. We'll get to those here in just a minute. But first, let's talk about something that's near and dear to both you and I's heart, and that is our friends over at Built Bar. I mentioned that my wife is a huge fan suddenly of Built Bars. Brian, She's going to eat me out of house and home. I'm going to be ordering box after box of Built Bars at the rate she is just saying, hey, I want to try this flavor. I want to try that flavor. i got to be careful here. Maybe it's a tax deduction now, Jake, because you're paying for walk-on scholarships. I don't know, but it's worth it. they got new stuff popping up all the time, the protein balls that are uh, gluten-free, dairy-free, full of protein, just like everything else there. I'm sure those are delicious. I'm excited to try those. You know, the Built Puffs, mm-hmm. the Coconut Puffs. They're That's back. one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in addition to the regular nine flavors that are always there that I absolutely love, uh, you can get the mixed box if you never tried it. Give it a shot. You know, I, I like to see the feedback from people who are like, you know, it's not my thing, and then they slowly come around to it because the Built Bar hooks everybody. Yeah, they do, and that's the best part about it. You will not believe how incredibly healthy these these protein bars are as compared to how delicious they taste. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. So give them a shot, folks. Head over to Built.com and place your orders. Now, while you're there, please use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order. It's a great way to try them out and save some money in the process. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com and get enjoying the best tasting protein bars with our friends at Built Bar. All right, folks, it's that time of the show where we will make our predictions for this Weber State contest. But first, something that we need to address is the Ty, Memorial, uh, Ty Jordan Memorial Scholarship. It's been something that's been talked about for the past few months. Kyle Whittingham promised this week that the recipient of that award would be announced. Well, the official recipient is sophomore cornerback Aaron Lowe. Significant choice on a lot of fronts. One, I think Aaron Lowe is a great player exemplifies a lot of what Utah wants in a player, a guy that humble, goes about his business, works hard, has that right attitude. But even bigger than that, Jake, I think it's really uh, touching in a lot of ways. And also, uh, oh, boy, does it tug at your heartstrings because Aaron and Ty played together in Texas at the same high school. I was going to say, they went to West Mesquite High School down there, Mesquite, Texas. Uh, Lowe came to Utah in 2019, playing in 11 games as a true freshman. Also saw action in all five games in 2020. And he has actually switched his number. He wore the number two. He's switching to number 22 this year in honor of his former high school and obviously University of Utah teammate Ty Jordan. I'm with you, Brian. This one really just kind of it gets you right in the heart just because this situation and everything, I think Utah is doing this the right way. They've left the locker there uh, set up as if it were a game day for Ty Jordan, expecting him to show up at any moment. It's really, really cool how the University of Utah is approaching this, and i got to tip my cap to them. And to to honor Aaron Lowe, that is just a, a fantastic touch in all of this. It is, and I think they have to be especially mindful of it because – 
the Ty Jordan situation is so difficult for Utah fans, I think, mostly because they never got to see him in person. And that sounds bizarre because you don't really connect with these guys at a game, but you do. And I see it over and over and over again. It's a shame that he never got to hear the roar of the crowd. It's a shame that he never got to play a game in a full Rice-Eccles stadium. And so I think everything that they're doing is in an effort to try and make that as tangible as possible for the fans and for the football team as well. I have to imagine that the guys are going to have, you know, have tie on their mind when they run out of the tunnel. And I, I can't think of a better choice to represent him in this first round than Aaron Lowe. Yeah, it really, really cool gesture. And I look forward to this being just a kind of an integral part of this team, Brian, because obviously the hashtag LLTJ live long Ty Jordan or long live Ty Jordan. It, it, this is just this is going to be something I think that's going to affect this program for the foreseeable future and hopefully forever. Yeah, it it, it will always uh, be a part of the program moving forward, and and I think the heartache that you see from fans is just overwhelming to me at times. I, you know, people are so still at this point, so uh, emotionally connected to the situation, and emotionally connected to the player, and emotionally connected to ways to honor him. And so I expect that the university will do everything they can to do that properly in this game. And, and every time you see Aaron Lowe out there on the field number 22, I'm sure people will think that, you know, Ty Jordan somewhere is, is hopefully watching and smiling and, and grateful for the amount of love and support that the university has shown him and his family. Yeah, it's just really, really cool. All right. Last thing before we go here, Brian, let's get to our predictions. Uh, let's start off with a bold prediction of something you expect to happen in the game Thursday night. You got anything you want to fire off first? Utah's first touchdown will be a pick six. Really? A pick six? I like that. That's bold. Who's gonna? I'm, are you going to call it like who's going to do it, or are you just saying pick six? Let's go with Devin Lloyd Ooh, for a okay. little bit. If we're going bold, baby, let's go for it. I'm going Devin Lloyd with the pick six and the celebration. All right. Well, here's my prediction, Brian. And obviously, we've talked a lot about the offensive line and their issues. I am calling it right now, though. Utah will have two 100-yard rushers in this game. Jake, what a bomb. Woo! Okay, who are they going to be, though? That's the real question. Okay, I'm actually uh, – Mekhi Bernard's one of them. I think Mekhi Bernard goes over 100 yards. The other one, I think it's Tavion Thomas. I think he's going to come in and clean up, and I think he's going to go over 100 yards and really start to assert himself as a potential lead back for this unit. Well, I think if Utah fans had a choice, they'd likely take your bold prediction over mine. But either way, if either of them come true, Utah fans are going to be absolutely pumped when it happens. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Brian, give us a score prediction before we go here. I think this one gets out of hand early. I think it gets out of hand often. I do think that Utah tries to pull back the reins, but it's not going to matter because they are deep and they have to play guys. 44 to 10 U's. All right, I, Brian, you and I are of the same mind. I had 45-10 U's, so <laughs> there you go. What, what can I say? You know, some of us, one of us is either going to get an extra, extra point or an extra field goal at some point, right? I guess we'll see. But have fun with the game, folks. We'll be back after the game Thursday night recording a brand new edition to react to the contest. We'll also do a, a film review segment uh, later on in the week as well, probably on Friday. We'll have you covered top to bottom. And, by the way, um, Monday it's a certain game against a certain team down south. So 
I cannot believe that it's here already. That <laughs> it's, is insane. It's coming fast. But have fun at the game, folks. Looking forward to it. And like I said, we'll be back Thursday night recapping everything that we learn from that contest against the Wildcats. Brian, send us out with some words of wisdom. If you're going to be about it, then be about it. All in or in the way, Utah fans. 48-hour rule is in effect. There we go. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast for September 1st, 2021. And we will talk to you guys Thursday.